Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. your host, Amon Grady. Hey, hello. What's up, Austin? Hey, G, what's good? Man, chilling. Welcome to the show, everyone watching out there in the, the Twitch sphere and YouTube sphere. <laughs> all the spheres. Yeah, we got all it all spheres. covered. We're covered here. We're covered. Uh, so we were talking with Jay, and uh, on, uh, we talking about how, you know, in a, in a game, you got to return a favor. <laughs> to the opponent play opponent uh player that laid you out so you gotta lay them out and my story one um was it because he said uh, max strong got him on the wedge and i was actually in that game i was probably i was on i was probably on the sidelines charlie rogers from georgia tech we had drafted second round pick wide receiver he ended up taking over kickoff return duties was i was at fine at that point <laughs> and jay doesn't remember because he's too busy getting knocked out right apparently. right and uh <clears throat> i'm trying to think i say that i know that my my rookie year in uh in uh san diego we played the chargers there and i'm running down and i remember early in the week one of my teammates tells me that i gotta watch out for rodney harrison mm. the all pro safety went to eventually went to the patriots won a couple of super bowls that he is a cheap shot hardest. So he likes to, you know, hit after the whistle, hit before the whistle, just do whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. I can handle that. I said, I played against players like that. I could deal with that. He said, just keep your just keep your head on a swivel when you run down there as a flyer or a gunner. Um, we call I know it's all different names now, but I was a gunner then. So I, I shake off the two guys, get down, and I'm watching the ball. It's a punt. Jeff Fiegel's punted. I'm looking, okay, boom. I'm like checking the ball, checking. All right, there's the return guy. And then just as I go here, I look back down to kind of span through to find the return guy. I see Rodney Harrison coming at me with an elbow. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just like, whoop, I flop out the way. <laughs> NBA style, don't get hit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. I said, I knew potential. I was ready for it because I dodged it. I didn't mm-hmm. get hit. And I was able to, I think I was able to come in on the tackle because he got uh, got the ball and then he got slowed up and I was able to help out, got an assist on the tackle. But I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't have to pay him back because he didn't hit me, but <laughs> right. I was aware enough to see him before I got before he got to my head with his elbow. Which so. I feel like elbow to a head would hurt the elbow more than a he had a helmet. pad on it though. Oh, he had arm okay, pads. okay. He had arm pads. Gotcha. So, yeah, like I said, he he. That's why he used the elbow. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He was one of those guys. He had to watch. So I was like, oh. Boo. You got me curious about being a gunner now because we've always heard that's just such a thankless job. You're on the outside, just kind of sacrificing yourself against yeah. a couple guys. I mean, you get, you get to run down there and go fast, but talk me through the looking up to the ball and like looking back. How often are you doing that in the the punt hang time? All the time. You're doing it like two or three times. Mm-hmm. A good punter like Jeff Eagles was a coughing um, corner punt punter. He was like the person who invented the coughing corner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the guys, and so he could get a hang time of four seconds or more. Oof. That's a good hang time, and so if you and I knew that, so I knew I could get get three looks before I had to focus on the ball and the return guy. So, um, and I don't think I had any other punter after that, but it was either two or three looks. But mind you, I hadn't played a whole lot of special teams here, you know, Lincoln. I was mostly kickoff return, 
and I think kickoff coverage one mm. one two games if that I remember returning the ball my freshman year it was a home game who was that first home I know we had Oklahoma State then we went to Michigan then a first, I can't remember that first home game but I think that first home game and may, maybe even my sophomore year I, I did a, a return but I only remember doing like one or two and uh <clears throat> and it was like that was it but once I got to Seattle it was all four core so kickoff kick uh, kickoff return punt return kickoff coverage punt coverage mm-hmm. and I preseason was hell <laughs> <laughs> I never came off the field literally because I then after you're doing your duty on special teams as a first year player second year player then you gotta go, go right to offense or defense mm-hmm. so you don't come out and the worst game of my life in terms of heat and being exhausted was my first preseason game in my life was against the Dallas Cowboys in Texas in the old in the old stadium on AstroTurf. Oh it no. Had to, it had to be like 200 degrees out there oh, <laughs> with gosh. everything on it had to feel like it was it had to be over 200. And I'm saying not even through the first maybe just past the first quarter I am gassed and I'm like I got 3 quarters to go. I can't believe I'm this tired. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to make it. I am not going to make it. At one throw, and I got in running the ball. You know, this is the first game. So, Ricky Waters, the starter, he only plays the first quarter or mm-hmm. first series in the first quarter, and he's done. <laughs> and then now it's me and Michael Black. We're rotating. Then eventually they just said, I'm on. You take the rest of the offense. I'm like, no. <laughs> this is the only time I turned down an opportunity to run the ball as a professional athlete. It was like, no, I am dog tired right now. Literally. I'm foaming from the mouth, trying to find moisture because it's humid. It's in Texas. And we had a series. We go three and out. And then so I'm lining up in the gunner. <sighs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm just looking at the I'm like, this ain't going to be good. I'm going to not run very fast at all. And I see the two DBs come up to me. And we. I remember talking to them at the rookie symposium when they used to have it. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, guys, I am done. I said, <laughs> Y'all got me. I said, when the ball snap, I'm a bear. I'm just, y'all can hold me up. Just hold me <laughs> up. I'm not even going to fight you. And they're like, all right. And ball snap. They pick me up and body slam me. I'm like, <laughs> I said, what did I, I said, y'all didn't trust me, obviously, because you just thought I was going to run through. You know, I got I had zero. <laughs> I laid there. I didn't even fight back. I just like, y'all wrong. I just said, y'all wrong for this. I gave up. I told y'all, red, white flag, it's over. So y'all can. <laughs> Y'all didn't have to plant me in the turf. I say, okay, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll deal with y'all later, <laughs> some way, somehow. Those are the ones you're, you're writing down in the notebook. Yes. To get back. Later. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 number eighty. Is <laughs> that uh, forty-eight? Twenty-three. Okay. All right. Rookie symposium. Thought we were cool. We're not. <laughs> Flip gotcha. over back pocket. Yep. One thing you don't have to worry about in esports. <laughs> oh, right. Is <laughs> getting getting the opponent to plant you in the turf. Oh, How man. often was that that you and the guy across from you, or maybe not you specifically, but your teammates and guys across from that would come to that understanding of, yeah, we're not feeling it right now. Let's put on a show, but we're cool, right? Uh, I say for me, that was probably the only moment. I say for other people that I know, players I know, like offensive linemen, that happened all the time. Offensive line? Really? Yes, between the D-line and all-line because they're what? big guys and they, they get tired fast. <laughs> so my, between my old line in Green Bay, my old line in Seattle, they say, oh, yeah, we like if we – especially against a D lineman from your school um, and it's later in the game and or if the game's out of reach, like it's up 20 – somebody's up 21 points, then guys are like, 
man, come on, just hold me up. I'm not doing nothing. Like, I remember Gilbert Brown admitted that. I was like, this is hilarious. Could you tell when you were running? Uh, No. It was probably after the fact. I was like, they seem like they seem a little lazy. And then watching film, though, you'll see it. When you watch ah. film on Monday or uh, or Sunday or Monday after a college game, too, you watch film, you're like, oh, yeah, he took it off. He took that play off. I'm like, ah, interesting. Is that something the coaches get on them about, or do they understand the NFL part of it it depends on the mindset of the coach and where his connection is at with that player okay like, so you have two bench... mics in green bay how huh? did they take it um like mike mccart it depends like i said if, if it's a veteran player they were like i get it i see what you're doing and he's like yeah it's the end of the game we're down by 14 or or it's the end of the game but when it's on the line it's like you better not get caught if you're doing that <laughs> and i've seen people seen like i remember watching a video of my coach he found a video of randy moss fellow alum we were saying we we're class of 95 high school and class of 98 draft mm. <clears throat> took a playoff it took several plays off because so you know he was a wide receiver so you know a lot of the times he'd be lined up backside of a play and so he's backside walking off the ball and not even going after the db that's on top of him to block him i'm just like interesting I'm, like, I'm not judging but i'm like that that's not a good thing you know that's not a good thing to see your number one one of the best wide receivers in the league at that time and during his career not doing much so just just little walking steps off the ball i mean yeah he literally stride so he he was in a you know wide receiver stance looking at the ball looking at you know in or out and then as soon as the ball snap and then robert smith gets the ball at that time 98 99 he just kind of like (laughs) go to the huddle (laughs) Like watching that film was just amazing. I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. What's up, TMZ Two? You're welcome. Like, yeah, it's some fun. I got a lot of f- treasures of stories to share through this uh, through this uh, platform on my show here. Any others in that same vein that stick out to you? Um, trying to think. No, nothing I could think of right off the top of my head. But I know. We're in a show and it pops in. I'll say it. Yeah, you know, I'll say it. I've seen it a few times. I've seen it with. Uh, Did it get worse from college to pros? Did it get better from college to pros? Uh, I would say, I would saw it more in practice or I hear guys mm-hmm. talk about. You know, oh, man, I'm, not, I'm not gonna run this play full speed. And I'm like, I say, <laughs> it was the probably my yeah, it was probably my my rookie year. So it definitely was the pros because coming out of here, you know, coming out of Nebraska, being at the time where we were playing, the level of football we were playing. You know, mm-hmm. we're coming out, my junior year, coming off a national title. We missed a year, but we only lose two games. Still a successful year, but not in Nebraska. <laughs> right. Not in our trade, <laughs> not in our standards, no. Right. Um, freshman year, uh, championship. The year before, they had a championship. So we have, you know, a dynasty going on. Mm-hmm. So when I get to Seattle and just like the first couple regular season practice, like training camp was hell. Training camp training camp. At that time, no matter where you're at, what level of sports, Little league, high school, college, pro training camp is for football, pure hell. Um, but then we get out of training camp, then regular season start. And I remember my first practice, regular season practice on Wednesday, where I came off the field and I was barely sweating. I was like, I was checking the coaches, like, this is what, this is it? I mean, I'm barely, like, my jersey, my underneath shirt is barely, like, my armpits. That's it. And I'm like, yeah. That was practice. Then it just clicked in my head. Oh, that's why they're not a good team. That's why we're not a team. <laughs> we started the season off like uh, a like a like a bull in a challenge shot. We went six and zero. Then we finished the season eight and eight. 
Right. And I'm like, it all starts with practice. This doesn't make sense. I'm like, how mm-hmm. I'm not sweating in a Wednesday's practice in September in Seattle, even though it's not, you know, it's not overly humid there, yeah. but it's still in the 70s and 80s. You should sweat. You should break a sweat. No, I was just like. And you're in the NFL. I feel like that's hard work. Yeah, I was like disappointed. I was like, this. I had harder practice than Lincoln. Way harder. Even in her hmm. helmets. It was a, even if it was a helmet day. Helmet day. It was, we were hmm. sweating. We were getting our work in. So here's a hypothetical. Would Tom Osborne have made a good NFL coach? Or was he better suited for the college game? Oh, that's a great question. Because he always was getting asked. Mm-hmm. When I was here, before I got here, after I got here, or when I was here, and then after, I, I I say for knowing him as a coach and how he prepared behind beyond him personally, yeah, I would believe he been he would have been okay. I said also he would definitely needed his support, like his assistant mm-hmm. coaches, the guys like Ron Brown, Turner Gill, Milt Tenniper, Charlie McBride, uh, Charlie Darlington, um, Frank Solich, all of them. They all, you know, obviously support. They did what a coaching staff did. You know, they I know they had meetings where, you know, Coach Osborne would have the other coaches, you know, rate his, you know, coaching style or rate the practice or rate the game. Did he do play good play calling? Was it good, you know, choice to not take the pass interference on that on that one call where he declined it, stuff like that. So we have them judge him, and I thought that was that's a big deal because as a leader, you want to, you know, where you stand. You know, you, did you get better or you're not really you know, showing your your quality, and he always wanted to get judged to make sure he was doing the job right. And so mm-hmm. I respect that. And so for him at the NFL, hope, you know, you would wishful thinking and hopeful thinking, you'd be like, yes, you hope he could do it, but it's the NFL. It was a whole – it was, as I say, it, it was the real world because mm-hmm. then some of the um, – I say the co- – what's it, the – the what's the curtain was pulled over yeah. you kind of saw behind the curtain like oh this is really how it goes down like i have better stuff in lincoln or, I, <laughs> or i've been in harder practices in lincoln or at central high school that i can remember <laughs> like this was not like this is the league i'm like oh okay hmm. a little disappointed a little disappointed <laughs> you know would he have been able to run the option or would the nfl have made him switch that eh, i don't think you would have listened like I would, if if, if Coach Osborne had been Coach Osborne, he would have not listened, and he could have ran it. We would have ran it mm-hmm. in the NFL with, you know, obviously a little bit smarter, better, a little tall, a little stronger athletes. I always said to myself, as a even my rookie, I'm like, if somebody ever figures out that you can run the offense, our option offense at the pro level, it's going to be problems. And now we see that today. Mm-hmm. It started with Colin Kaepernick. Right, right. <laughs> when uh, John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh, John, John. Okay, no, it would have been Jim. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Jim. Yeah, Jim. When he started with the 49ers mm-hmm. um, when uh, Alex Smith went down, and Calvin Kaepernick started doing his thing, and then Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, uh, Robert Griffin the third, and mm-hmm. now we got Justin Fields. We got, you know, we got somebody that's not as fast as all of those guys I just mentioned, but just as crafty, Pat Mahomes. And could, he could throw the ball like an assassin. You know, he right. every target he hits, every every ball he throws, he's hitting the target. Um, and so the option offense is only was downgraded because a lot of NFL coaches were trying to in, implement the pass game and implement what they thought the NFL was. Mm. So he would have went, obviously, against the current. And I saw him, as always, doing that because he would do it a way that worked for – his team, his roster of players, mm-hmm. and that's what we did. Because a lot of the only other teams outside of us 
in the mid nineties, because even Oklahoma was pulling away from the option offense by the time I got here. Because mm-hmm. in the late eighties, that was why we were rivalries because we both had great option mm-hmm. offenses and fantastic defenses. And having that recipe of athlete and recipe of schemes offensively, defensively, that's what made us Oklahoma and Nebraska successful in the rivalry. And that could have been replicated in the NFL real easy. It just what I saw among coaches between my young years and even when I got to Green Bay, I saw I was just like it just would, I it just you saw the bias mm. among coaches in the NFL like because because a lot of coaches and even some of the scouts said that's why you went so late in the draft because you're an option you're a system running back and I'm like explain a system running back like I get no I, I, now you know I know what it was I was just yeah. asking that coach like I you know explain to me what a system running he's like well it's a guy. I was like, man, I know what a system running back is. I was like, but why is that a problem when I'm picking up yardage? My yards per carry was over four yards. Mm-hmm. Don't that don't you want that in the backfield? You didn't, you don't look at what offense I ran. It's your job to teach me as a coach to read defenses and then get adjusted to the pass game. Mm-hmm. That's your job as a coach. So yes, I didn't run it a whole lot in college because we ran the ball ninety five percent of the time <laughs> because we were up by. 50 points before halftime. And you were good at it. And we were very good at it. We perfected it. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Coach Osborne, Tommy, and I, and Lawrence, and Tiet Turner, and Coach Frank Solit, all that's what we perfected was the option offense. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of teams in NFL, they perfected the pass game. But you got to remember, being physical is a part of football. And I think that's where Jim Harbaugh, um, his brother John in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. same thing. Um, Who else? is uh, tennis, Mike Vrabel in Tennessee right. with Derrick Henry and Tannehill. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are using a part of the game that – I've said this a few times on my podcast that a lot of people forget physicality is a part of football. Yeah, we see the finesse with the pass games, five wides, and you got guys like Tyreek Hill and um, um, DeAndre Hopkins who's in the news because he might be up for you know jumping on a new roster somewhere. But they like, yeah, that's fine. And, yeah. Touchdowns, the NFL wants that. I was like, but if we can get down to the bare bones of it, I know, I know what I know as a player and what I could. If I'm a coach right now, what I'm doing, I'm running mm-hmm. the ball. I'm running the ball first down, second down, third down, <laughs> and then that time when I need to play action, I'll throw it in there when I need it. But until my mm-hmm. defense we're facing stops the run game, you're gonna get bludgeoned. Why stop it? Exactly. You know, why, why stop calling that play? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, because especially if I have running backs, you know, like Green Bay, where they got AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones and. Uh, Mr. Derrick Henry down in Tennessee and, mm-hmm. you know, a guy years ago, now he's retired now, Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. You know, those you had guys, you had backs like that that were four-quarter backs. Mm-hmm. They would play first quarter, second quarter, and then fourth quarter would come, um, and they were like brand new again. And that's what guys hated me. The guys on defense <laughs> would tell me that I met later on that played for the Bears or the Titans or the 49ers. They're like, man, it's like you got to the fourth quarter, it looked like you were all you were rejuvenated. I said, because I knew what was about to happen. Y'all are about to break. Mm-hmm. I said, we've been chipping away the whole game. Chip, chip, five yards here, 10 yards here, three yards here, two yards. Oh, that was a loss here. That's okay. Boom. Keep chipping. Keep chipping. Then fourth quarter, there is the 15-yard run. There is the 20-yard run. There's mm-hmm. the fit, boom, touchdowns, 50-yard, 50, 50, because y'all beat up now. It's like a boxing match. You keep Body hitting, blows. Body blows. You keep hitting the ribs on the left side, tagging it, tagging it. Eventually, that rib's going to crack, and that's what will happen. You know, with y'all D-line, D-line be like <laughs> – Oh, hey, man, I'm tired of these guys cutting me right now <laughs> or, or coming down and trapping me. I'm like, oh, I'm tired. So that, that then hurts the linebackers. Right. Now they got to cover extra ground and do things they don't want to do. They don't want to deal with me. 
if they can't do that, it's down to a safety or cornerback who's not going to be big enough exactly. or strong enough to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Compounding effect. Yeah, let's, let's take a break. Uh, we'll have uh, more of the Amon Green show when we get back here on 93.7 The Ticket.